Father, here we are. We're expectant, we're hoping, we're here. You have promised to bless us. And I pray that even for those who aren't expecting anything, something amazing will happen. I'm praying that as we open your word, you will teach each one of us about ourselves, about you, and that we will become more what you want us to be. I'm asking that each one of us will walk out of here knowing you better, with a stronger commitment to you, with a resolve to serve. And I'm asking that miracles would take place, that lives would be changed for eternity. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Our passage for study today is found in Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and that's also what will appear on the screen. Matthew 28, beginning with verse 16. <clears throat> then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. <clears throat> this passage is likely familiar to you if you've been around church at all. But perhaps looking at it in its context today will open up a more meaningful understanding. When we look at the time of when this happened, it is after Jesus' death, his burial, and resurrection. He would remain on earth for 40 days before Acts chapter 1 would take place when he would go up into the heavens. I cannot imagine what it would have been like being with Jesus during those 40 days. What kind of questions would you ask him? What, uh, what observations would you listen to him make? But I'm sure his 11, as they're mentioned here, were very, very hungry to hear what he had to say. So when we look at the time, we understand this is just before Jesus went up to heaven. When we look at the time, we realize his work on earth is over. He has completed that. And what was predicted of him has taken place. He is ready to leave. Now, that's the context time-wise. But Matthew is a brilliant author, and his gospel is structured in ways that are just magnificent. He has a literary structure, it's called, by the scholars. His gospel ends with Jesus saying, I am with you always. 
His gospel begins with pretty much the same expression. Go to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23. We have the angel speaking to Joseph about marrying Mary. And the angel speaking quotes Isaiah 7 verse 14. He says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So Matthew's gospel begins with the declaration from an angel, God with us. Matthew's gospel ends with the declaration from Jesus himself, I am with you always. These are the bookends of the gospel of Matthew. Now let me go back to Matthew 28, verse 16. We read Jesus, uh, well, the expression of Matthew here in verse 16, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee. His 11 followers at this time are called disciples. There would have been 12, but you know the story of Judas. Now, Jesus' closest followers are called disciples. And Jesus says in verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Everyone is going to be given an opportunity to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now, what does a disciple mean? Well, one could say it is an individual disciplined in the ways of their master. A more easier way to remember it might be three things. It's someone who is saved, someone who is a follower, and someone who is faithful to Jesus Christ. They are his disciples. So this is how the passage is couched in its context. Now, what I want you to do is look at Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, when we see why Jesus came. What does heaven declare regarding Jesus and his ministry? Matthew 1, verse 21, and she shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Save his people from their sins. Now there are three ways that Jesus will save his people from their sins. The first way is he will save people from the penalty of sin. The second way, he will save people from the power of sin. And then ultimately when he comes in the heavens, he will save his people from the presence of sin. Now to understand this more clearly, it is fascinating to me when we go back to Matthew 28, we discover the key that helps unlock this whole thing of saving people from their sins. Matthew 28, verse 18. Please look at that with me. Then Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. The King James Version says all power. 
The Amplified Version says all power to rule. The Greek word could be translated all dominion or all jurisdiction. And when we take this word and we begin to study it, follow it through the passages of Scripture, follow it through to the places where it's used, we discover what it means to be saved from their sins. All power, all authority has been given to Jesus. The very first use of this Greek word in the book of Matthew actually describes what is happening. Let's go to Matthew chapter 9 and verses 2 through 6. Matthew chapter 9 verses 2 through 6. And behold, they brought to Jesus a paralytic lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven you. And at once, some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you? or to say, arise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority or power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. The Living New Testament says, to prove I have authority here on earth to forgive sins. The Amplified Version says, authority on earth to forgive sins and remit the penalty. Now, the word remit means pardon. So Jesus has authority on earth to forgive sins and to pardon against the penalty. So when we read Matthew 28, 18, we can understand it this way. All power, dominion, authority, to forgive sins and pardon the penalty has been given to Jesus in heaven and on earth. Jesus came to deliver his people from their sins. In Christ, we are delivered from sin's penalty. But in Christ, we are also delivered from sin's power. Now, I want to say something that is very, very important especially if there's anyone here who is a teenager or a young adult. We love you. Your world, however, is, is a world where you are being bombarded with information. And we, as pastors, recognize it's hard to sort that information out. And your generation, more than any generation before, is questioning authority. What, what authority do you go by? You know, you read on the internet, this group of people say this regarding whatever. And you can read on the internet something that contradicts that by another just as uh, important group. And then some people are being educated to think that, well, you know, the Bible says this, but what do other people have to say? And so the Bible just becomes another source of information 
rather than a source of authority from God. Couple that with a problem that our denomination has had to struggle against. We were, as a denomination, so deeply rooted in a works righteousness that it has been decades of preaching God's love, preaching God's grace, over and over and over again, trying to break the spell of legalism that gripped the church. Now, that's a good thing. However, what has happened is the young people growing up have only heard those messages. They're not struggling with legalism. And consequently, they don't really understand the beauty and the power of grace because they don't recognize the cost of grace. They don't understand the awfulness of sin. And this is a problem. Sin is awful. And to say that God loves me is right. To say that God loves me just as I am is not right. Jesus saves us from the penalty of sin but he delivers us from the power of sin. He does not want us to stay in sin. Through his grace, through humility, we can walk in his will. That'll never happen until we see sin as the awful thing that it is. In the book of Colossians, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church. And uh, in chapter 1, he has a passage. And I, I want to refer us to that. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. Paul says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And he's talking about their faith. We, we do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may have a walk worthy of the Lord. Do you hear that? A walk worthy of the Lord. Not a haphazard, oh, I'll take Jesus when I want him, but a walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of, of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us, that means transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Delivered from the penalty of sin. Delivered from the power of sin. 
And then, when Jesus returns, he will deliver us from the presence of sin. Let me show you a passage in Revelation 21. You've heard this passage many times at funerals, and rightly so. Sin will not be mentioned here, but everything that God will take away is a result of sin. Verse 3, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Sin caused that separation. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. That's your picture of heaven. We're together with God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, and there shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. No more sin delivered from the presence of sin. So we find Jesus has authority, all power, dominion, and authority to deliver us from the penalty, the power, and the presence of sin. Jesus said, or it's said of him at the beginning, God with us. It says at the end of Matthew's gospel, I am with you always. Let's look at that again. Matthew 28. Matthew 28. In Matthew 28, we go to verse 19. <clears throat> go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. That means all people. <clears throat> Tell the people they can be delivered from sin's penalty, power, and presence. Believers will be called disciples when they are saved, when they are a follower, and when they are faithful to God. That is our working definition of a disciple. It is fascinating, too, that in verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of the nations, is the commission given to the church. It is the only reason that a church exists. The only reason that a church should exist is to do this. In 2001, when Karen and I started this church, I was asked by the conference to write out what the church would be like, everything from the type of music to what we would do, what we were all about. And I wrote down in the summer of 2001 that we would be a church dedicated to the task of serving Jesus and making disciples. That would be our work as a church. And it was in 2002 that we had a communication team developed. And they came back and said, we're going to change that. And instead of having it make disciples, which sounds very churchy, it's simply going to be the phrase, growing with God. And that's what we stand by. It's the only reason this church exists is to help people grow with God. We are at the beginning of another year, brand new year, filled with 
hope, filled with dread, filled with awe, everything in between. What, what can the church do? What, what can we promise you as church leaders? I ask the pastors to write down what they've got on their calendars and what they have planned in order to help people grow with God. I will tell you, they gave me too many things to share with you. They have lots of plans. They're earnestly desirous to help you grow. So I'm going to paint with very wide brush today to give you an idea. Our ministries to children, youth, and young adults will continue with VBS, Sabbath schools, socials, mission trip, adventurers, pathfinders, challengers. There'll be leadership training. All these things we've committed to to help our children, youth, and young adults grow with God. Ministries to adults, to adults will include seminars and classes on parenting, family, marriage, finances, health, and even grandparenting. You realize we've reached a time in Earth's history where there are grandparents who are being told, you either talk about God to our children, or if you talk about God to our children, you cannot have them. We will not allow you to talk about God to our children. So it'd be nice to have a seminar for grandparents to learn how to negotiate times when their children are unbelievers and strident atheists. So we'll have ministries to adults. We'll have ministries. Our family center is going to be done this year. We ought to be applauding. Yeah. In that family center, there'll be exercise classes, volleyball, basketball, pickleball, activities for the entire family, and things to invite your friends to. Hmm? Pickleball? For those young people who don't understand, pickleball is now the uh, addiction of the aged. They happen to be right in those <laughs> rows there. When somebody boasts of their exercise routine being pickleball, you just smile and be glad for them. <laughs> it's something. Now, I want to share with you, I've done a lot of research this week and previous weeks leading up to this message We're in a crisis, as you know, in the United States with uh, morals and so forth. But God is not silent during this crisis. Just this week, I learned that there has been a 90% increase in the amount of Bible reading in the United States in the year 2021. We need to be the church to help people understand the scriptures and how to apply them to their lives. In fact, they did a survey, and many families 
are feeling tremendous pressure because their children are being taught so many strange and odd things that parents are not wanting their children to come to church to be entertained. They don't want the children just to have a nice experience and a good feeling about church and they'll grow into understanding later. Parents want the church to teach their young people what the Bible says about morality so that the parents will have something to support them. Praise God for our pastors. They're all in on that. They're all in on that. And so this church needs to be a Bible-teaching church, helping people to become disciples of Jesus Christ. You will be interested in knowing that it was in November the church board voted to develop a digital ministry. Now this is in response to a group of people who gathered professionals around them and it's estimated about $100,000 of free labor given in researching this building the grounds, everything associated with this church to develop a digital ministry. Now, you're looking at somebody who doesn't have a clue. But I did read this, and this makes sense to me. The church of brick and mortar is like the mall. The digital church is Amazon. Same clientele, only hundreds of thousands more. You see, when we started the church, I had a saying. My prayer was then, still is today, that this church in its history would be used by God to win one billion souls to the kingdom of God. And the reason I stopped at a billion is to give other churches some action. <laughs> and so there, there are people who remember that. And they have looked into a digital presence, a global presence, with the understanding that local is global. Now, we have just found a person to be the chairman of our digital ministry committee. Doesn't have a committee yet, so I'm not gonna tell you who's who, but they're going to get together and they're going to help this church navigate into the future so that what we do here is duplicated around the world for people who want to be involved. That would include classes, it would include seminars, it will include so much more. So the church is poised to be used by God in ways 20 years ago we never dreamt possible. 2022 is a time of opportunity. My heart, my heart is really into our CCC grant, helping to keep our children in Christian education. I hope 
of all the things we do this year, I hope you will help us do everything we can to keep children in Christian education. If we ever needed Christian education, it is now. We need these children to grow up with an understanding of Scripture. Now, I want to go or recall this verse again. Please read it out loud with me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The church will be used by God to do this. That's not the issue. The issue is this. The redeemed are called disciples in the scriptures. The redeemed are saved people. They're followers of Jesus Christ and they're faithful to Jesus Christ. They follow Jesus in every aspect of their lives. They're not on and off. They're steady. They're stable. Jesus is their Savior, their Lord, their King, their best friend. So the question is really this. Are you or would you like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? Be saved, be a follower, be faithful. So if there's anyone here today that wants to say to the Lord, I want to be saved, I want to be a follower, I want to be faithful. If you want to say that to God, I invite you to stand. Father in heaven, I thank you for your goodness and mercy toward all of us. May we each one embrace Jesus as our Savior. May we deal with sin as you would want us to deal with sin. And may we truly be saved, be a follower, and be faithful, we 